0: What is going on everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of Meet the Critters. We're still going. Again, shocks me every week that I sit down at this table, but we still got it going on. So, we are on part 2 of our winter prep episode. Um, so we're going to go ahead and pull Joe and Cruz up. What's going on, boys? Not much.
1: How's it going?
0: Oh, living the dream as always. So, Tyler was in the hot seat for the last one. So now we got Cruz. We all, uh, and for those who don't know, the links to all these videos are in the description of this video. All of us, um, smaller YouTube, like Homestead Farming Channels, kind of got together and did a collaboration of sorts of just kind of what we deal with to get ready for winter with livestock because it's a pain in the butt. So... Just a little tips and tricks. So we had Tyler on uh, two weeks ago, and now we got Cruz. So, Cruz, what's going on?
2: Oh, not a whole lot. Just playing in the mud um, here in New York. Get a lot of rain, and I got a small little farm here. It's just uh, basically a homestead, but, um, you know, it's not making any money, so it's not. So it's a homestead. It's a homestead. (laughs) Um, and it probably will be for the foreseeable future, but, uh, yeah, I just got a little farm, B-Mills farm and, uh, by day I work on heavy equipment, so. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Perfect. So I, this question has been itching me ever since before we started talking, Joe's already laughing. <laughs> Why Longhorns to start with?
2: <laughs> Cause that reason right behind you.
0: Yeah, no, I
2: get it. That's- um. <laughs> well, the whole idea was that everybody around me has Angus, mm-hmm. and, you know, I could either just jump in line and buy Angus or try something new, and I tried it. <laughs> 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 uh, got I a asked little... him
1: the same question when he first got on. All him. right, good.
0: Yeah. I I'm not trying neat. to pick on you, but I was – and it's I get it because – I see this behind me. I completely understand. Yep. And yeah. So what did, so you no longer have them, right? Or do you still have that one that was running loose or running? I
2: I still got the linger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, he made a good effort to run through all the fences. And when we were loading them up, he was, you know, kind of checking up on all the perimeter fences. Mm -hmm. Yeah neighbors pretty close on either side our property kind of goes uphill and uh i was like well instead of chasing them through the neighbor's yard let's just let them be and you know i'll try to work with them every day a little bit and get them calmed down and so hopefully in a couple weeks we're gonna try loading them up again
1: good
2: yep they're a little high strung i'm assuming
1: that's where the your goal of the loading shoot kind of came into play (laughs) yeah
2: well Between the longhorns and the pigs, it seems like no animals I have want to cooperate at all. Most don't. Tell them to go this way and they do the complete opposite. Try to. It's not
1: just your animals, so. No, no, (laughs) it's it's all of them.
0: It's all of them. And I love the idea. Like, I basically build one of those in, or I build a small corral in every single one of my paddock setups. Whether it's pigs, beef, all of them. Because it's way easier to chase animals in from a 12 by 12 area than it is chasing them into a trailer
2: off of three acres yeah like and
1: sometimes even the 12 by 12 areas is run in circles and
2: yeah and you yeah. get them to
1: go where you want them so
2: yeah when i loaded up my angus i had them in a i think it was 12 12 foot uh panel sections and we stood there for pushing and trying to bump them in for i think 45 minutes to get three of them loaded so yeah good idea to have your loading system figured out Going back now, I would do that before I had an animal on the farm. Yeah. yeah. But you've
1: done, you did it kind of like I did. You got the idea, you wanted to have this and you just went for it. And yep, I i still do it to this day. I know better. I've been well, raising that's... livestock for, I don't know, 10 years, just about on my own. And then I've had no. goats and chickens and stuff for 16, 17 years. You think I'd learn, but I still don't move to a new property, get the animals first, and then build everything.
0: Yep. Yeah. And listen, I'm giving it a hard time. I was in negotiations with the owner of these guys on calves, Of like, well, how, well, I can, I've been doing work for you. For, like, I was pretty damn close to getting longhorns. And then I went, no. Yeah. No, it's tough. It's too, t- it's too tough up here. It's yeah. Too, they're, this is not the climate that they do well in.
2: Yep. Well, it seems
1: answered that question for me. I was going to ask Cruz if you tried any of the longhorn meat, like if you've tried any before you bought them.
2: Yeah. Well, we bought the longhorns and the meat at the same time. So by the time I said it was pretty good meat in the comments over here, he said that it was pretty good meat. I was curious. I've
1: never tried it. So
2: the place we got them from, he does strictly grass fed, treats everything with apple cider vinegar. Doesn't do, you know, right anything additive so um the cuts we got were super super lean it was kinda you know basically a lot of venison yeah
0: yeah so that's that's what I was gonna jump in the owner of this farm we essentially cut his longhorns like essentially like elk like when we did steak tips they weren't like normal size steak tips they were about this big Yep, and they were almost like thick stir fry. So you yeah. could literally just kind of flip them on the grill yeah. because it's it's a very lean animal. Like there's a reason that these horns are so big. It's because all of that energy is going into those horns and not producing fat. Yeah.
2: Like a lot of leg and a lot of horn.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I had some uh my first cows that I bought for uh for us to try was Dexter's because we only had a couple acres and Right. You know, they get you on the, you only need a half an acre of pasture per cow, which is totally based now right. that I, now that I know that I've done a lot more rotational grazing, it's based off of how your land produces. Right. And uh, mine didn't produce that well at the time. Um, I, I really liked the Dexters, honestly. I mean, yeah, they were easy to handle. The temperaments were really good. I bought a, a cow and a bull pair was my first two that I bought and uh, a dairy farm up the road that I was friends with. Well, I'm still friends with them, but uh, they needed a bull for like cleanup. And they're like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to cross the decks around the dairy and see how it works out for the heifers, calving ease and stuff. And the deal was they borrowed the bull. I got all the bull calves. They got to keep the heifer calves. And uh, I think I ended up getting like six or seven bull calves the next year Mm -hmm. out of him. And I raised two of those uh, strictly grass, a little bit of grain to get them to move here and there, but I finished them out on grass and the first grass-fed steaks that I had was from those steers. And I completely ruined them because I was trying to cook them like I normally would cook steak. Uh-huh. And once I figured it out, right? I really enjoyed it. So...
2: Well, I've heard Dexter's marble pretty good on grass compared yeah, to... Yeah, they did
1: really well. Um, they, I don't think they were quite as good um, just because they had that dairy cross in them. Oh. But they, they were... Dexter size, pretty much. I think one hung at uh, four twenty-five, and the other one hung at three fifty.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I just put my last beef in the cooler. I just finished cutting it yesterday. I got to grind it tomorrow. Yeah. But um, he was Herford Holstein. I've, I've had Hereford crosses for everything. I haven't had a full blood cow yet. They've all been <laughs> Hereford crosses, and I love Herfords, They're absolutely fantastic. Even from like a processing perspective, they're, they're always great. Like, unless they were, like, neglected. Like, cool. you can raise pretty good um, Herefords. And uh he had, I didn't supplement him with hay for the past two, three months. Because he had a six-acre pasture all to himself. And I probably gave him half a five-gallon bucket of corn and protein, like grain, for the mm-hmm. past probably four months, four or five months. And... I it, I was so happy with how it came out just because it was like he hung at 593 but oh. it's 19 months to get him to that weight and it's like it looked amazing. It didn't have a fat cap, it had a fat cover, which again yeah. is perfectly fine, and it had some marbling in the rest of it, which again, for something re- raised primarily on grass, like just fresh, no supplemental hay and everything. I'm like yeah, I'm happy with that, but I am absolutely happy to be taking a break from beef for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm what? struggling
1: with that right now. With I'm debate, I'm gonna keep going back and forth on what I'm gonna do with my cows. Um, more so like summertime I gained enough pasture this year that I could sustain my herd on pasture, but um how's it going, Tyler? Uh but now I'm dealing with I don't really, I don't have a tractor. So moving around bales is that, all by hand. You don't have a tractor? No. What are you talking hey. about? Nope. <laughs> nope. Unfortunately, I'd love to have a tractor. We just <laughs> financially right now. No, it, I, I get it. Like We can't do it. I would, lo- I've been wanting a tractor since we started. It's just one of those things that hasn't played in the cards yet. I bought, well a tra- someday, I bought a tractor before I had a farm.
2: That's yeah. a good idea.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, yeah, well, so- I needed it
0: for the shop. I needed something I could lift animals with. That's and so true, I was like, cool. And then my boss sent me mine or like my boss basically found my tractor. And mm-hmm. came with me to like buy it and look at it and then was like, all right, here you go. He helped, he helped me with some maintenance and stuff on it. But that thing is such a freaking tank. Hmm. It's basically a front end loader without the backhoe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need something. Uh, we were just talking about that before we hopped on me and my wife figuring something out for some kind of loader tractor. I am buying a little I would- four or um international h but it's got a narrow front end i'm more buying it because it's rustic and i know the guy pretty well and he offered it to me in more sentimental type deal right um but i'm excited for that little tractor because he's actually working on a, a little hay cart to pull behind it so i can move round bales with that i don't know if it's going to be done anytime mm-hmm. soon but right
0: still I would, the loader, I would almost say at this point get a get a bobcat it would almost do more for you, like net the knowing. Problem, yeah. Problem with that is the mud. Yeah,
1: in yeah. all clay soil. Uh, once yeah. it gets wet here, you're. I mean, it, as long as you get one with tracks, the track ones bad. are nice. Um, we have to have track ones here. Oh, I you don't have. have? Yeah, yeah. wheels yeah. out here wouldn't do me any good. I'd be belly deep, and yeah. I'd probably be cussing it out. I already can see it.
2: Well, skid yeah. steers are crazy expensive too. Right? Oh, they're yeah.
1: super expensive. Yeah. I was looking yeah, at one. But,
2: I thought I could find a, just an old Bobcat, just a raggedy old piece of equipment that barely runs. You're still looking at 10 grand easy.
0: Oh, the parts yeah. ones are almost 10 grand. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. That, But that is definitely on my list of, like, major, like, if things boom, that's going to be the next piece of equipment is mm-hmm. Bobcat. Because you can do so much with them. They're yep.
1: so freaking versatile. Now, are you closing in your... uh that kill area eventually is that your plan are you leaving it open or uh it's gonna be
0: i want to have a canopy over it so that's essentially my plan is Mm -hmm. to leave it open on at least two sides so like obviously the shop part will be the part with the garage door will be open the side that um my neighbor's on will probably be closed off Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons yeah (laughs) and then have the other two sides open
1: I think at this point they're probably used to.
0: They're so used to the it. Their dogs aren't. Their dog. They just got a. Or she just got a German Shepherd like rescue, that just hates me. Freaks out. Oh, oh yeah. Just like because yeah, came out of the city and all of a sudden he's in the country and he's just sees dead animals every single day of his life. Yeah, I get it.
2: That'll
0: do it. Yeah. Um. I wanted to hit k Bonk's question down here. Why are jerseys so rare for me? It. Depends on where you are. Um and say, Kyle,
1: you you process a lot of Jersey and Jersey crowds. I used to.
0: I used to. I lost that customer fat of whatever. That that customer. That customer. (laughs) Um but uh I like Jersey meat. Like I've I've eaten plenty of Jersey. Um and I think it all again, it depends on where you are. They are a primarily dairy breed, but you could grow out a Jersey pretty well. Like the farm that I dealt with, they basically not going to go into it. Essentially um, all of the heifers or cows that didn't get bred back. They were like, don't have room for you. So they'd come to me or go to other processors and stuff like that. So it's these things that have been eating grain and stuff like that. They've been eating real healthy for yeah. a while because they weren't pregnant. So they weren't, <laughs> losing all that weight. And they would dress out a good a decent Jersey cow dresses out at like 450. I had some over five mm-hmm. with a it's a dark yellow fat. Like it's a very different fat than if you like broke open an Angus. Um but it's good fat. Like I think jerseys get a bad name. But yeah, it definitely depends on where you are. If you have a high dairy industry, you're eating Jersey because you have to that's what's around you're not going to also raise i mean you could you probably will but so that's my answer to that one
2: yeah we're mostly dairy around here
1: i was going to say you guys pretty good dairy out there when yeah. i came up to that um oh the greg judy pasture walk thing was yep. out in your area out there in green and uh they had a lot of dairy farms out there nice area yeah See, Kyle, you would have passed both of us if you would have took that eighty-six route.
0: I know. I think we took it. I'm pretty sure we took eighty-six on the way back accidentally. What? Or no?
1: You, I was going to say no. There,
0: no, we we screwed up. It was you guys. What
1: ended up in like Connecticut? Connecticut. Yeah,
0: we were, yeah. I at, at that point it was like I don't even know what how many hours we were in the car. <laughs> yeah, my wife didn't pull over from Southern Virginia. Until the end of Maryland, that was that was a long stretch. Wow. Wouldn't pull over, scared some truckers, is what it is. They've, <laughs> they've all pissed in bottles before; they've seen it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh. So, Cruz, what do you have for pigs right now?
2: Uh I have eight IPPs. Um, I have four gilts and a boar i'm not going to breed all the gilts just because i right. got way too much going on <laughs> um and then four five six seven Bert crosses that are just going to be meat nice Yep. the ipps are unfortunately i haven't had them on pasture which is, is the whole reason i got yeah, them mm-hmm. but um we just overgrazed everything we had so bad i didn't want to put any animals, let alone a pig on it. So, right. Um, yeah, but the two spots I have them together, the burnt crosses are digging to China and the IPPs are just, just rolling around in mud. So they, they are a lot better on the, on the land, I guess, but next year we'll see if they actually graze a little bit or not.
1: The yeah. The biggest that's- thing with the, the IPPs, just cause I, I had them a little bit, and I did a ton of research before I got them. Is minerals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most feed mills, you can actually buy the pig mineral packs yeah. and, yeah, just getting them the minerals in them so they don't root so bad. Um, yeah. I was actually talking to my new chiropractor. He is friends with the guy that bought the original herd hmm. of Idaho pasture pigs that's down in PA. And they, they flew the herd and stuff down in. And that's where most of the Idaho pasture pigs came in. I actually forgot, like I had met him a few years ago when I bought mine, they had a farm pretty local here that had some, and then uh, the other guy he partnered up with was down in North Carolina. They kind of just dispersed out, but we got talking just the other day about the Idaho pasture pig. I really liked them when I raised them. If I could have found them when I was getting back into pigs this time, I probably would have went with Idaho pasture
2: pigs. Yeah, that's that's why I bought so many of them. Which, again, jumping in way too deep. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know if I'll ever find these things again, so I got to buy. Yeah. I bought from two different groups, at like four hours away in Pennsylvania. Yep. So you know they weren't related, probably, and uh, so yeah, so I bought eight.
1: Yeah, yeah. those uh, Idaho Pasture Pig Mangalitsa crosses that I had last year were horrible, and we were talking about that. Right. Like, I don't, Idaho pasture pigs like genetically, probably, I mean, they, but they were awesome. They didn't yeah. nearly smell nearly as bad as the commercial pigs when I had them. Yeah. Um, consumed way less feed when I had, I had them in a, I built, um, like a makeshift pig tractor. Cause I only had two feeders <laughs> and I would slide that around and right. that worked out pretty,
0: I let you take this one since you raised them. Um, how big do Idaho pasture pigs get? They're, they get to the average like 210 slaughter weight, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah. easy. Um,
1: they're a little longer, um, though, right? They, they, they're a little bit longer. I think it was, they say about 10 months, which mine yeah. were when I processed them and they, they hung at like 225. A little bit more fat, a little bit more marbling. Right. Um, definitely they had a different texture to the meat, but mm-hmm. they had a little bit different flavor. I, I liked it. Um, yeah. But breeding stock, they say, I didn't. I haven't had breeding stock, but they said that they kind of max out around like boars 450, 500, I think. It's yeah. been a while since I read, is it? That's Cruz, you read.
2: It. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and the sows are touch a little bit smaller. So compared to a commercial pig that can get close to a thousand pounds, the breeding stock stays smaller, but sure. they're like a 10 to 12 month maybe a little bit shorter, depending on how you're feeding them and how much grazing they get in, uh, for process weight. So, um, yeah. and, and I think genetics play a role in that too. Oh, I'm sure, sure there's people out there breeding, the, um, there's some that the genetics where they're slower growing because they have a little bit more of that, uh, coon influence. Um, but the original farm, the, was it white feather farm that bred them originally or white bison farm? I can't remember the exact name but they did they years of genetic crosses to get that the original breed to make them a breed and Mm -hmm. they did a really good job i i wouldn't mess with it myself i mean if i had them
2: the thing i'm seeing now is like i bought four at a time so got eight and i bought four you know from the same litter same Mm -hmm. age everything and all eight are different sizes
1: i forgot uh tyler also has some idol pasture pigs oh, I, w- right. I was talking to him the other day about okay, that yeah. yeah yeah. i got so,
2: some i got some that are like really really lagging behind size wise so yeah hmm. i don't know if it's just the stock I, well, i'm i sure it's the stock i got them from but yeah i've read a lot of things that they don't quite have everything super dialed in on the breed just because it is so new yes. and, you know, everyone that gets pigs are doing their own version of what yep. they think's right with it. So, and are you, are you supplementing them with,
0: with hay and stuff like that too? Because I,
2: I tried, they,
0: they wouldn't, they wouldn't eat it. No, nah. Cause I I've never, heard that, like, I've heard that's been nice when people like, especially at, like up North where it's like, yeah, you can throw a round bale in there and they'll eat it and use it as bedding at the same time. And it's I want to like supplement, but yeah. I'm like, I've heard that and I'm like,
1: all right.
2: I want to, to try bale.
1: Right. To, to a certain extent. I, I they're not going to exclusively eat the hay. But even my my Mangalitsa crosses in my commercial pigs, they'll eat some of it. Yeah, my Hereford, my Herford, my Herford um, does too. So I don't think you're you're not going to get away with throwing a, a no. square bale in there and expect them to eat three quarters of it. They're no. going to waste a lot more than they eat.
2: Oh it's kind of like having
1: a goat. You throw the hay in there, they pull it out, crap all over it. No, and they don't then you yeah, they don't want to eat it. So
2: they're begging for more.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. I know I'm so happy with my herfords right now. They're the herfords out in the back pasture are like I need to do an update on them cuz they're little freaking tanks. Hmm. But they're they're going in in December and they're well on their way. I think probably in a couple weeks here I'll start bumping up the protein a little bit and awesome get
1: them a little finished off. So yeah, my I'll- feeders are due to be butchered now but
0: Shops not shop
1: <laughs> and I don't have a date anywhere else. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be uh after deer season, processing, getting yeah. those through. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, and I right I think now feeds killing me. So
0: I did yeah. just want to jump up. Where was it? I remember back in the day we had talked to, on a different podcast to Rachel about like she wants to get pigs for like a very small setup. And I think we I think Josh told you like pot bellies or something along those lines in that vein. And it's part of me wants to say, yeah, it's a pig and you're going to get meat off it, especially in a small, like small area that you're in. But if you're going to do that. I would almost say make try and get as big of an area dedicated as you can and raise more of a production pig because you're going to raise it for less time. Yes. Yes and i'm just gonna say that too yeah it's gonna be a six month in out depending on what you get exactly
1: it's gonna and be. Six realistically months. if you do one or right. two pigs and I, I, I think i raised my first two pigs in uh i want to say it was 16 by 16 foot area i think i had just dog right. panels and yeah they tore it up and they stunk but it's part of it you keep six months they were gone keep
0: adding wood chips and wait yeah, for that I mean, six months <laughs> um yeah, because I mean, yes, I have my Herefords out on a friggin' like almost four acre pasture with this, that and the other, but it's I have the space to do it. And mm-hmm. that's the, the, the way we've decided to go with it. I have dependent, dependent on the situation. I have no issue in a somewhat more confined setup because pigs can do it. Like pigs are one of those few critters that you can put in a 10 by 10 box mm-hmm. and no matter what happens as long as you keep putting f- food in there, they will grow to slaughter weight. It's now just-
1: there's um, a few of the um, homestead, small farm channels, the bigger ones um, can't pull names out right off the top of my head right now, but they started doing like a deep litter. They have That's like yeah. a, yeah. like in a carport almost. Yeah. And that idea is pretty cool. Cause you just do a thick layer of, uh wood chips you get from you know if you can get them from free from a local tree right. trimming place or go buy some and you just keep bedding them down with that and some straw or whatever and it see and they're turning that into compost as they're in there too so yeah that yeah. might be an idea for a small area help keep the small the smell down and uh get your pork that way
2: i think justin rhodes did that yep. yeah justin
1: rhodes did it um well that's that other guy came from california off. that's based
0: off like a uh Oh, are you talking about Porterhouse and Teal? No. I think they did that too. They um, might. I, I don't think
1: I've ever seen them.
0: They're a good channel, if you should check them out. But um yeah. that's kind of based off of Joel Salatin has that kind yes. of setup because he's got he a bigger setup, setup. He's got a way bigger setup, but it's also a multi part setup where it's cows. cows in the winter yep. are in the barn and they just continue to throw wood chips on them to the point they also uh
1: they layer corn in that. But they too, layer corn
0: between. They put so then all of a sudden the corn ferments, mm-hmm. and then they raise pigs in there. And as they burrow down, they pull out the compost that has already been made because of okay. everything that's happening. And then the pigs are rooting through everything, and they get a free meal out of it because they get the corn. So yeah, it's a, it's, cool a it's a solid setup. But it's again it's there's I. I was talking. I was talking to um, Jason from Kentucky Sustainable Living about it, where it's like there is such a because homesteading and farming now is getting this huge wave of people coming in, and it's like again, I'm slightly on that wave. I've been in the agriculture industry for a while, like but not raising myself. That's been recent, mm-hmm. but um, there are people that are just jumping in, and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, Cruz, how's it going? Sorry. Yeah. I'm not, uh, hold on. <laughs> so there's this. <laughs> um, but there are expectations that are put on people because they watch all these bigger channels and stuff like that. That it's mm-hmm. like, you can do this. But in parentheses, it should say, with the power of editing, you can do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Because they're putting out content. They're putting out, They're putting out a TV show and stuff like that, essentially on YouTube. And it's all of a sudden these people jump into stuff and it's like, right. What he really, what some people really need is some guy who's been around cows since he was a newborn to go, you don't want that. Why? You just don't listen. Like yeah, that's what some people need and that's not
1: what they're getting. And that's (laughs) that guy. (laughs) I think half that problem is too. A lot of the channels don't disclose that it's working for them, but it might not actually work for you on your farm. Like that's I think a, that's my huge, first huge. I think my first video that I did, my intro video. Um I I talked about that and I said, you know, I I learned so much from YouTube. I watched oh, it's crazy all sorts of channels and stuff. And it's always been something I want to do, but I always take everything with a grain of salt and I try it if it works for me, like everything I do is probably a mashup of 10 other channels that I've watched or right. something that I pulled from a farm that I've worked on over the last 20 years of my life. Right. So it's, it's different things like my, uh, the golf bag with my ba- my fence post. That's great. After that that. my original farm I worked from, I didn't even think about it until one day I was sitting there like, man, this sucks. I'm walking yeah. around. This pasture like 12 times to do like what I should do in one trip or two trips at the most. Right. And it's all hillside over there for the most part. And for some reason it dawned on me like Tom, when he did all his rotational grazing, he had that uh golf bag and we put our posts in there. You string out your wire, set do your steps and posts all at once, and it gets heavy. Don't get me wrong, I'd much rather have a four-wheeler, which Please. I don't have right now either. But It worked. It was, it made it a lot more efficient. Um, I did see one question that we passed automotive lounge, I think asked it. Um, What's one of the biggest things you have to do before winter arrives? For
0: me, it's just the day and a half you spend walking around just picking everything up that's been tossed aside over the spring, summer, and fall. Cause it's like i don't have to worry about that that's not going anywhere and then yeah. you have to go no but i have to bring a
2: plow through here <laughs> yeah <laughs> luckily i don't have a plow so i don't have to pick anything up <laughs> <laughs> i got piles though good
0: yeah yeah but that but that's it it's it's just going around it's all the kids toys that are around like and then just do all the all right what hoses are staying what hoses are going what am, what do I need to roll up, bring in the house? Like, because you always get caught with your pants down. That that's awful. I can't finish. I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> um, but like, you always get screwed. There's always one hose that you needed that got stuck out in the snowbank, and now mm-hmm. it's now you just go buy a new one. Yep. Yeah, like that's the only solve for that. I've had so people like. So what do you do with your frozen hoses? I'm like they get thrown in the chicken coop that's not being used for chickens. And so they can thaw out, and I have to go mm-hmm. buy a new one.
2: See you next summer.
0: Yeah, yep. exactly. You're not going to thaw out 100 feet of hose.
2: No.
0: Especially when it's going to be 10 degrees tomorrow, too.
2: Yep. Have you guys ever tried heat tape on your hose? Like, um, I thought about it.
0: Yeah. Because I have, they I, I,
1: actually make a heated hose. Oh, oh yeah, They really? only I come in 50-foot sections.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so that kind of, I was like, and you can't link them together. Cause I, I had looked at that. Hmm. So it's just like essentially a pre-made heated hose. I thought about that. Uh, you definitely want to insulate it with yeah. that, the pipe insulation. And I would still, I'd still empty it. I'd blow air through it or something because even with the heat tape and the insulation, especially where we're at, yeah, I think it would still possibly freeze, and then you're at the cussing it out. Don't know why you do this. Yeah. Why'd you waste your time building it type deal?
2: That's my biggest hurdle, I think, because I have a hundred foot of hose will water everything I have. Yep. Yeah. But I'm kind of, I think I'm just going to have to unroll it and roll it back up every day.
0: And that, and that's just the shitty part of it where it's like, there is no other option.
1: It's just yep. that. Why that's don't no you, uh, I was talking on, on my video why don't you try those uh, self shrinking hoses right. that you could put in a five gallon pail and take inside? I think it, they come in like twenty five or fifty foot lengths. You could link two together and
2: yeah, I had a couple of those. I that's probably what I should do. I had a few, but they didn't last. They don't. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I I had mine lasted all winter. That's what I bought it for, so I was happy about that. And it lasted almost all summer, but one of them popped. Oh. But
0: that is a good idea.
1: I, that's what I did last winter, just cause I, I needed, I needed something that I, because my water spigots on the side of the house and I have to cross the driveway and I can't leave yeah. anything there to get my water out to the barn. So I wanted something that would kind of shrivel up. I throw it in the bucket and I set it inside the door, pick it up when I go back out the next day. And because it's across my driveway, I didn't forget about it. Cause once those things freeze, they're done. Yeah. You're not, yeah. they're going to explode next time you get it thawed out. But so this
0: this was a, uh, like, redneck fever dream I had one day when I was bullshit, like, trying dealing with frozen hoses and everything. So we have a frost-free hydrant in the barn, like, where the stalls are, and I've just got a uh, wind-up there, and you gotta, sit, like, I gotta sit there and, like, hold it all the way up in the air and then just slowly pull all the hose down. What I honestly thought about was taking like a two-inch coupling, like PVC coupling, and just screwing it right to the top of the doorway, right where that barn is, and just pull it through. I'm like, that's a good idea. That's a. I was like, oh, yeah, that is a good idea. And then I haven't thought about it because I haven't dealt with cold. And I'm like,
1: oh, yeah, I need to do that this year. Just don't pull it too fast. Right. Because it'll bust right through that. Well, not bust through it. But you're right. gonna get back feet on your water because the water's not gonna flow out of your hose fast enough. Right. Trust me. Yeah. I've had that happen. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I'm good. I got that all drained out. Come back the next day, the three quarters of the hoses yeah. froze. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's always fun. And then I love those brass quick connects. I use mm-hmm. them on everything. Yeah. I do. But then I also just have a blowtorch on me constantly because you gotta sit there and just hold the end and melt everything mm-hmm. around it. Huh. So have you gone through winter with livestock yet, or is this your first year?
2: Um, I've had, well, I, I got the cows, the longhorns last winter. So I've had, yeah, I've had legs right. and cows through the snow. Yeah. I was
1: yeah. going to say, I started watching your channel. You started your channel, what, November last year?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Something like that? Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as, I was like, I don't know, I think I was like one of your first, 100 subscribers. Yeah, and I started watching your videos right from the get go. But you had the um that black sow and your yep. other feeders and stuff originally, right? Yep.
2: Okay. Yeah. And then How the, do you I, go ahead? And then the Longhorns came.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that because not too long after that, I started commenting on stuff and we started talking and stuff more. And as soon as you got Longhorns, I'm like, "What'd you do that for?" Yeah.
2: Cause but, like, well, I got rid of the pigs yeah. too, so I just had the longhorns. Yeah,
1: and I was like, but that's a legit answer. I mean, your right. idea of having something that stands out from everybody else and made yeah. your farm stand out—I yeah. get that for sure. Well, I, I mean, I was, get it. I'm
0: doing I'm doing the same thing with my pigs. Yeah, freaking Aseba Mangalitsa crosses, like, yep crossed with production pigs. Like, I went, let's get funky with it and see what happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I even contemplated just keeping one around just for, like, a decorative piece because we have – there's, like, church league softball and stuff that plays across the road, Mm -hmm. and after almost every game, people walk over because our fence goes up to the road, and people come over and take pictures, and, you know, if I had a beef for sale sign, I'd probably get customers that way, but
1: yeah,
2: we just don't have the land to keep extra animals. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've decided that longhorns are going
0: to be, like – my midlife crisis sports car moment where yeah. i'm just going to get like four longhorns and just have them just out here they're just i just have them to have them that's what yeah. i have them for but i doubt it'll ever happen but
2: they're fun to look at
0: oh they're super cool to look at the hides on them are amazing cuz it's when when you do an angus you're raising it for its meat yeah after that everything is done when you raise a longhorn it's, it might not even be profitable, but it means more because yeah. you can also get one of these euros done. You could also mount it if you wanted, or you could take the hide. Then you have a nice rug for your house
1: because yep. the hides on them are awesome, gorgeous. If you can get into the niche market, it'd definitely be worth it. But you gotta, like, you got to make sure you with what Cruz ran into. You know, overgrazing and figuring right. it all out. It's it's tough. Like that's what I'm running into with the cattle. I got my neighbor's property that I graze, but doing cow calf pairs, I'm not going to make money off of that for a few years. No. By the time I get everything going, and I didn't get any. I got one steer this year, but he refuses to wean off his mother and keeps running through the fence. So now he's going to the auction. So I have no steers for next year. Right. I have a bunch of heifers, which I I can butcher the heifers, but trying to build like. So now I'm next year's calves. If I get steers, that's two, you know, just about two years before I can even process those. And then beef prices are so high. So is it worth buying steers to finish on the grass in the spring? That's where I'm, I'm at the crossroads of like the goats and the sheep, they're fairly quick turnaround. You, they're born in the spring. You process them by fall and like, Cruz, you're still getting into the hair sheep, right? You're planning yep. on it?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna um, wait till spring.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. You're kinda out of pasture now. You're just gonna pay for hay all st- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um I've considered getting more into the sheep if I can figure out a good way to rotate them on my neighbor's property for fencing-wise, because we have the agreement he doesn't want permanent fencing over there. Hmm. So I can use the netting, which is a pain in the rear. I can try to train them to a couple strands of the polywire, which also can be a pain. Like we had talked on the last, you know, with Tyler. I don't know if it was after or while we were talking about it. I think it was during. <clears throat> we were talking about, like, when I went and seen Greg Judy, he's like, yep, started out with four strands. Anybody got out, we shot it. Three strands, got out, we shot it. He kind of worked his way down. Well, when you start out small and you only have a half a dozen sheep, you can't afford to shoot everyone that gets no. out. You just yeah. can't. You're never going to build your herd that way. Yeah, It's a great, great in theory. If you have the money to go buy 200 sheep, and you, you're already, you know that you're going to take out half the herd before you even get started. Yeah. Okay, cool. But it's not a great plan. Yeah. yeah. There's it's so not much. a good plan for the small guys that only have, right. you know, I have 17 acres of my own and I'm grazing probably. I was going to do the area uh, measurements because I'm thinking about doing a end of the year grazing summary video in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was planning on kind of getting a rough estimate of what I'm using in my neighbors, but I think I'm grazing maybe six or eight acres of mine. And then I've got, I want to say 12 or 15 acres of my neighbors that I actually utilize. Nice. Um, you, I'd like to grow and get more over time. His dad had talked about letting me use his field, which is, directly behind my place, which would be great. Um, It's just actually getting to that point.
0: Yeah. Tyler says they walk right through the single wire if you're not trained.
1: Yeah. 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 So I don't know, but then honestly the sheep compared the, the bottle lambs that I've raised the last couple of years have been much easier than my goat herd easier on the fencing. I've got four strands of electric everybody's trained to. As soon as I went down to three, everybody was out. The lambs, they, they actually like browsed a lot more than I was expecting to. They were eating a lot of the burdock and stuff that the goats weren't even touching until they ran out of the other stuff. Um, I'll probably always have goats because I do enjoy the personality, even though they can irritate the heck out of me, but having the goat milk, when the cows aren't milking or vice versa, um, it's it's good. I, that's another video I, I'm planning on doing is uh, cow milk cow versus uh, milk goats. Um, I got to sit down and figure out the costs. And, you know, for a small homestead, like, you know, Rachel's only got a little over an acre. Two milk goats oh, can yeah. sustain a small family. If you breed at the right times, no problem. Honestly, I've had... My Nubians, the genetics that I have, some of their moms, they were producing close to two gallons a day each. Wow. And I also, mean, like, goats, decent meat. Like, if you yeah. feed them right, goats, yeah, not bad. Yeah, actually, the weather that I have, have from this year, I think I'm just going to process them and put them in our freezer. Yeah. I've been wanting to take them to the auction, but getting time to go is, like, non-existent right now,
2: so... Hmm. Yeah, I wanted to get into meat goats, but I can't find anyone around me that'll process them. Yeah. That's if the, I wasn't so far away. I know. Ask, me, ask me how much
1: I love goats.
2: <laughs> There's I a reason. We're, why.
1: we're a little over an hour apart from each other, I think. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere around there.
2: I mean, the place I went to anyways was like 45 minutes, so. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: offering uh, goat and lamb processing. Okay. I think, I think I'm going
0: to do a because now I've been thinking of more ideas for videos and I think I'm going to do a lamb processing video just with a cleaver. I've never done it before. So I'm like, why not? Why not? Yeah. So well, that
1: was my, when I did the lamb processing video, that was just my, I mean, I started using my, my friend's butcher shop just cause right. it was there and I, I needed to get it done. But really, I mean, if you're, they're so simple, it's no different it's, than doing it so really. And but I, you can I'm doing basic tools, and you know, it's gonna take a person that doesn't do it for a living a little bit longer. Oh. But a few hours, I think I had I did two lambs and I had a total of I think three hours into both that was kill, gut, skin, and then the whole processing and packaging and cleanup. Hmm. Um, they're not bad, they're not bad at all, but yeah, no, I'm talking like full from like
0: split to cutting individual chops like I want to try and do it do it all so we'll say I'm going to cheat though I'm going to use the metal bar and the spinal cord I'm not going to yeah. leave that one up to chance <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no and to bounce back on that a second it's I don't think I'm doing ruminants again until I have all 14 acres fenced in yeah like I'm not going to play with it I know now I know how much money I have to spend on hay I understand how much they're going to graze everything down and I'm not there. Like yeah. mentally, I'm not there or financially. We're not there. Um, and I know my fields are crap. Like the section that has been heavily grazed these past couple of years is fantastic. It's been fantastic all year, but then you look at the rest of my fields and it's like, ugh, like <laughs> it just wasn't taken care of. It hasn't been taken care of for like a decade. So, stuff's growing into it, and I've I've been getting some poor feedback from some of my local buddies and stuff about I'm planning on like planting a bunch of fruit tree fruit trees, a bunch of oaks on the tree line, mm-hmm. and just kind of turning the whole thing into somewhat of like kind of looking for that silva pasture, but also trees like- that are gonna. Trees it's that are going to produce food for food. us. Yeah. Like, and then everything else for I'm you food. guys and
1: everything else for the pigs and cows. And- exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm looking at like sense. apples, peaches, and walnuts is mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Yeah. And just kind of spread, like put one of each in each paddock of where I'm thinking about putting all the paddocks and stuff.
1: But it's. You can use the acorns for ac- acorn flour too. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. If you wanted to. Yeah. I don't know how it tastes, but yeah. I, tried it. I don't know.
2: But it's I, like it's,
1: Me personally, I'm trying to switch back to the carnivore diet, so I don't have yeah. to worry about all that. Right. I mean, I, when I did it before, I felt so much better. It was yeah. insane. And now that I'm going to be home pretty much full time, I can actually get back into it to where, you know, working, doing the HVAC and stuff that I did. It was just tough because we didn't have a microwave or a break area. We could go heat, you know, our leftovers up and stuff. Right. And it, it's tough chewing on a cold steak. Yeah, or anything else that's meat related. It, it's tough besides jerky and, you know, your other make pemmican. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, it, cause event, eventually they say you get down to like one or two meals. You, you can kind of skip lunch. Yeah. I right. Even when I was on the cardboard, I, I still ate three meals a day. It takes a while to get your body adjusted to it. And I just didn't have the means to do that. So I'm hoping to get back into it. Um, we, I raise 100% of my own meat. So that's yeah. going to save us yeah. on the grocery bill a oh, little sure. bit anyway. But I eat a ton of food. So <laughs>
2: right. I'm doing 100 days right now of carnivore. I'm on day, I think 11. And I'm so far, I've just been doing one meal a day, just eating supper and then not eating again until it's supper time the next day. And so are you
1: doing a pretty strict carnivore or are you doing like a lax?
2: Yeah. I, Pretty much just beef, eggs, and salt. I've had a little bit of – well, I've had a lot of milk, actually, a lot of mm. non-homogenized. Right. The best I could yep. get not raw. Um, but I think I'm going to cut the milk out and just see what beef and eggs gets me. Just just see how lean I can get. Yeah, I, I lost – I mean, I wasn't doing it to lose weight.
1: I was doing it to try to feel better and just my, the brain, my brain fog and energy levels like went through the roof. It was nuts. And like, I don't think I've talked about it on any of my videos or even podcasts, but when I was a little over a year old, both my arms got burnt by hot water. So Mm -hmm. I have issues with my joints and my hands and stuff, especially when it gets cold and, all that inflammation in my body i you i can feel it now because i know what my body felt like not having that on a consistent basis yeah. so that was that's a big thing for me too trying to get rid of that because for a while especially when you're butchering like Kyle you know you use oh, yeah. your hands and your joints and stuff in your hands i got to the point where i'd be cutting and i just drop my knife cuz i'd lose mm-hmm. feeling or you get pinch or something like that so i'm i'm hoping that I can get back on it and I stick with it this time.
0: Yeah. I've been crushing this, uh, quesadilla and sweet tea diet. It's been, <laughs> I've been doing pretty good with it guys. I'm uh, seeing results. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> well, like some people say, like, it's funny when you tell people you're eating only meat or mostly right. meat, they like yeah. freak out. It's unheard of. Yep. Oh, you can't do that. It's unhealthy. Yeah. Oh my. I like, oh yeah. well, you just don't know what feeling good is because your baseline yeah. is so low right? that you don't know what good feels like anymore. Yeah. But, but I yeah, mean, I, we're either going to die healthy or die unhealthy, so. Exactly. I'm <laughs>
0: interested in it. Like, I would do it. But it's like, like I'm putting a be- like a half a beef in the freezer right now. And it's like, I could have put our whole beef in there. I probably should have because yeah. we don't have a pig for this fall. But like, I also kind Maybe. of needed that money on the yeah. back end of that so it's i look at it and i'm like i would be through this in by myself i would be through this in so quick like let yeah. me let me wait and like do this right when it's we're not well like we're more in the black of where it's like okay i can afford to put <laughs> an extra beef or an extra pig or something in the freezer
1: just for me apparently to like but um yeah, I don't know. I'm but I, I also, because I think, I, I've thought about that too. I think it balances itself out. Right. For say, So what you consume of pasta and all that stuff that you're not going to be consuming, you're going to be saving that on the back end. Right. So, but you have a butcher shop, you have connections. Exactly. You could, I can, f- I can find some, dealing, some and dealing and dealing yeah. and you can find more meat. I think, I think in the long run, you'd be all right.
0: Yeah, um, I because I thought I do have, that
1: too. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna blow through this stuff, but you're also like Cruz said, he's only one meal a day now, right? Vers- I could eat probably four times a day myself right now. I eat a lot of food. Like <laughs> the guys I worked with, they're like, I'm pretty sure you got worms or something, like you <laughs> right. eat a ton of food. It's possible, and I, I might, I don't know. I work with livestock every day, yeah. I-, I should do some one of those crazy uh worm detoxes. You don't I mean, even have, have to do that. A... You
0: can just accidentally get some of the poron on you, and you're good. <laughs> okay. I trust me; it works.
2: <laughs> I was wondering about that.
0: Uh, yeah, it was an accident. It wasn't good. Rachel says
2: that
1: she eats cold bacon steaks burgers.
0: Yeah, well, Rachel's weird. We know that. <laughs> I've never Love loved met her, but um,
2: cold bacon's pretty good.
0: Cold bacon's ba- bacon's
2: good in general. Bacon's good. I mean,
0: so. I mean, that's what I was getting to. So I'm putting out a video this week or like next week. I filmed me breaking down my half of beef. I actually didn't film much of me actually breaking it down. I just kind of cut it and then did breakdowns of it after the fact of what an like what a butcher puts into his freezer. Cause it's, I said it in the video. I'm like, I don't get to cut some of this stuff. Cause it's like, I'm not going to waste my, like, I'm not going to take the time to do it on a customer's beef who doesn't even know what. Yeah they want. And then on the side of like, things that like customers would probably get, but they don't really understand it or get it. Like, I did a ton of stir fry, I ground a ton of it. But then like the short ribs, again, it wasn't a huge beef, it was a decent Mm -hmm. sized beef. So I peeled the short ribs off, rolled them and tied them. And I'm gonna brine them for beef bacon. Like, we're going to see how that goes like have a little experiment with that
2: i heard that's so there's good. a
0: video coming out of that next week
2: so what do you make the beef bacon out of what cut?
0: um so i saved the belly of the um it's essentially plate, yeah it's essentially it's essentially the the belly like the okay. same thing that would be on a pig okay. but you got to think of how much more space is on the side of a beef yeah so Essentially I took the belly off and then I also took the short ribs
1: off the bone. But yeah, I, I didn't think you're I usually pretty eat. much taking the meat off your short ribs. Exactly. That's all or I did. Texas I don't have any ribs short ribs. Or whatever. Right. It's not, the same thing as you do with your pork. It's just mm-hmm. a bigger chunk for the beef and then you trim it down to get the fat content you want. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's actually it's not bad. Um the beef bacon that we did at the shop that I was working at was kind of dry, but I didn't really like their pork bacon either for, for right. me because I make my own. Yeah. Um, it, it it wasn't bad by any means. It was mass produced to put out for the storefront. Right. Um, I'm hoping to not do that in my shop. That's one thing we're trying to figure out. My brother's supposed to be getting with me sometime. We're going to be doing our own seasoning mixes for sausage nice. um, as much as possible. We might start out with pre-mix just to get the ball rolling, yeah. but, uh, I'm trying to make it so it's authentic to our shop. Same thing with uh, the bacon and ham. Um, We're going to probably do our own sugar type. I'm not sure yet. We got to play around with it a little bit when we get our smokehouse and stuff going. But
0: yeah, I didn't trim any fat off of these. I was like, what you got is what you got. And I mean, like I said, it wasn't overly fatty, but it had decent fat content to it. And especially how I rolled it. I'm like, this will be decent. So I'll have like. It'll look like almost like Canadian bacon, like rounds Hmm. that will be. Oh, you rolled it up and tied it. I rolled it and tied it. I wasn't going to do because the whole sheet was like probably like that. Like there were some thicker sections of the short rib, but I was like, I'm not going to waste that much space. I'm just going to roll it and I I just squared it up, and we'll see how it turns out. Cool. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, I'll be interested in seeing that. No,
1: but I think we got off topic on our winner. We sure did. perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, we exactly way off. We can um, try it again
2: but I'm so I did sure. work
1: on stuff today That was m- this weekend's goal since I've been Pretty much full time at the butcher shop trying to get that ready yeah. I got a lot of my portable Fence picked up and I did started clearing you know just do it Like you said pick up toys yeah. I'm hoping to get that finished tomorrow I've got firewood I got to move still Yeah if I get to it tomorrow I get to it if not then there's always Yeah
0: another day See now that I got the piglets in the winter pasture and the winter pasture is done and tested I'm Mm -hmm. I'm like okay cool like I'm not super worried it's just gonna take a couple days to figure all this out I got a leaking leaking water in the back pig pasture so that's been fun and of course that's the one I used the like 100 gallon water trough with Yeah. and it's yeah it's leaking somewhere that I need to figure out and that's (laughs) a pain in the ass but Other than that, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I just need to do a pickup day and like a barn clean out day. I need to get the barn as clean as humanly possible going into winter because I know that it's going to be a shit show as soon as winter starts. And I'm just going to start dumping again where it's just like, don't care. Like, (laughs) Yeah. So that's where we're
2: at. Yeah, I haven't really done since the video. I haven't done a single thing because I have this bad habit of taking on side work. So everybody else's stuff gets done except mine. <laughs> well, now I got to go do side work tomorrow and then come home and scramble, and try to get something done for myself. Yeah, I've,
1: I've been taking on some side stuff too. And I they haven't called yet, but uh, as soon as they call, I got to go do it because they, they're, they're expecting I've already taken it on. So I, yeah. I get that luckily I'm doing a lot more at the shop because that was taking up all my spare time. Like every right. spare second I was out there. It was a little after midnight last Friday, trying to dig the water line in um, Thursday night this week, I was out there till almost 10 o'clock trying to get the septic. Cause I'm trying to beat the rain on top while I have the equipment right. here. And I don't want to keep tracking the equipment through the mud because it's, it's nice equipment and yeah. the clay soil here, getting it packed in the tracks and stuff. I spent three hours yesterday cleaning tracks and stuff off of it. So it wasn't staying in there. And I still got more to do with it. It was kind of like, why am I doing this? But at the same time, it's not my equipment and I want to keep it as nice as possible. Yeah. Type deal. I
2: want a track to pop
1: off. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nightmare.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not bad on a mini because it's more manageable when you're by yourself and you just a newer mini that has the, grease you know to tighten it up and stuff but you get like this one that we have here i think it's a cat i think they said it's a 88 i haven't even looked at the numbers and you know i don't numbers. want to fight with a track coming off of that no. so it's
2: no a good way to wreck your day yeah or a couple
1: of days of me fighting with it and getting frustrated
2: yeah but all right boys have- we're up around an hour where can everyone find you cruise uh b com is my website and b farm on youtube and facebook
1: Yep, perfect and I he's got you he got
2: merch too right oh yeah. you got merch
0: and, these yep. fancy shirts perfect
2: it's the only thing i got on the website because uh not well first of all merch is expensive dude. i wouldn't recommend it dude you're you're yeah. i'm holding out until we to the- a thousand <laughs> subs at
1: least just because i'm trying to financially i can't put a ton into the channel until it starts getting close to producing. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we will have merch for the butcher shop. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm right in the middle of that. Cause I'm trying to figure
0: out, do I buy merch for the shop? Do I buy merch for this? Yeah. And now coming back from SRF, I was like, I should have had shirts. Yeah, definitely. Like, cause I definitely could have sold some, sold some, but Tyler down here, I agree with him. I don't have a full logo yet. Like I don't have a logo that I want to run with for this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same. Don't know what I'm doing with that. So we're a logo for the butcher shop should be done soon. We got that going last week. Well, my wife got that go. I should, I say we, but my wife got took care of all that. And I think we have to meet on what size sign we need for the butcher shop. So we can get a price going for that.
0: So that's exciting. I think honestly, what I'm just going to do is go on Fiverr and pay someone like 30 bucks to just draw the outline of this, yeah. And then I'll put in the text after the fact, and I'll just use it for both the shop and the farm. Yeah, like just do the body shop for over there, backwoods butcher over here. There's a 603 in both of them. So yeah, perfect. <laughs> but Joe, where
1: they can, where can they find you? Uh, Blakely Acres on YouTube and Facebook. Um, I've been putting the email, uh, if anybody needs to contact us, it's probably the best way. Um, cause when I was trying to message people for the collaboration, I was trying to put it together. I was having a hard time finding a way to contact people. The four of us that did it, it wasn't bad because I already had contacts for crews. Me and you talk all the time, Kyle and Tyler had just popped into the telegram. So I was able to message him through that. Wait, so. you blow me off. We talk all the time. Whatever. <laughs> hey, you did that to me earlier. No, so. I know. So I said it. <laughs> but.
0: And K, and K-Bock, all of these links are in the description. Cruz, I will circle back around and put your website in the description of the video too. So people cool. can find it there as well. Perfect. And then everyone else is watching. If you're on the channel, This is where I'm at. Like, subscribe. Um, I am at Backwoods Butcher 603 on everything. That's Instagram, TikTok. Now rumble. I got a rumble, but my YouTube sinking, and that's not gonna show up for two months. Like, (laughs) I just don't really understand how that fully works. And I really don't want to have to go through and just re upload all my stuff. So I just did the sync and they're like, I don't know when it's coming. It's coming, but I don't know when. I'm like, cool, thanks, guys. (laughs) Much appreciate it so everyone who's watching everyone who's listening everyone's gonna watch we appreciate you so i hope everyone has a great night